0: Welcome to the marvelous Post Blip podcast, the podcast on all
1: things Marvel and the Fangirl Zone. I am Mischievous Dave. I'm Sean Fangirls, and I'm Steve. Today we'll be discussing episode six of season one of Hawkeye, titled "So This Is Christmas." You're not like Hawk Steve or <laughs> <laughs> Lady Steve or Lady Hawk
0: Steve or <laughs> Archer Steve, Archer Steve. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get the initial reactions on this. We'll put, uh, we'll have Sean lead off. Go ahead, Sean. What did you think?
2: Well, okay, first of all, with that title, I was really surprised we didn't get the song. So yeah, I'm just going to throw that out yes. there.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody seemed to comment on that. So this is Christmas. Yeah, I get it, John Little. But I think there's more. Uh, so, actually, like, so, uh, comma, this is Christmas? Like
1: a question? because to- <laughs> question mark, yeah. yeah you know what? That
2: would have That would have been better. Had we seen that in the title, then I wouldn't have automatically gone right to the, the song. But I did like it. Um, I was expecting something more uh, because, you know, they've hinted at Daredevil since we had uh, Kingpin. I was like, come on, just let me see him, like, walk past. Mm-hmm.
3: Let me see, like, yeah, yeah. I was Mom at with thoughts. his
2: card or something. Like, I just wanted that one more because, <laughs> yes, I'm a Marvel fan that's greedy at times.
3: He's like, just a little bit more. Just give me a little more.
2: Um, I did have questions regarding the big guy because he seemed way different from what we've seen in the past. And I don't know if that is more in line with how it is in the comics. It is. Oh, okay. See, I did not know that. But
0: in the end of the Daredevil series, he got a massive beatdown at the hands of Daredevil. So, a yeah, lot that's of why I like- attribute those injuries to that beatdown.
2: Okay. And, I mean, overall, I I did like it. I'm just... There were some some little questions like that.
0: Well, you know what? I, I, this is my imagination. But there was a lot of purple around, too. Here and there, some purple. Now, purple's the color of those two guys, but it's also the color of uh, the purple man. Oh. And and, and uh, oh, in the goodness. comics, Kingpin is uh, resurrecting the purple man. Right. What? Yeah. What? Being the so, tenant
3: might come back? Oh,
0: <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yes. That would be awesome. So maybe that was a hint. Maybe they're moving that way eventually and we just saw a super tease.
2: Well, I will tell you, I, I also watched this big long thing because uh, of another certain show or movie that was released in the Marvelverse that had a lot of purple questions and that it might be related to tying back with Loki and Me? like Um, releasing the time streams. Mm. So, I mean, it could be both. Maybe they're like putting that little thread in there so they can pull it later with Loki.
1: Sure. Okay, Steve, what do you think? I love this episode. I thought it was awesome. (laughs) Oh, Steve, come on. (laughs) No, I like the way it played out. You figured they were going to be up against the odds, which they were. And, We even get the LARPers out doing stuff. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) And uh, the way Kate solved the tree problem, (laughs) that was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it was nice to get Clint and Kate on the same page. They worked well together and it was nice to see Clint really impressed with how she worked. It wasn't that Oh, kid, let me handle this type of stuff. Right. So I thought it was excellent. Okay, good. I had
0: messaged Steve a while ago, right after that. I had, because I was upset at the uh, Formula main battle. It was just, it seemed to follow the game type. With each boss and each level, they'd have to level up until you get to the boss. I'm like, (laughs) stop. I'm like, stop doing that. It's so obvious. But, and I had said to Steve, I'm giving it two and a half missing Elena's. Yes. We were waiting it <laughs> because Elena just disappeared. She was the first one on the ground, and where'd she go? Come on, yeah. But a- after after further review, <laughs> I threw I threw a penalty flag at myself, and I'll I'll give it three uh, out of five missing Elena's. I still want to know where she was. I I figured she went to a Russian tea house somewhere in New York, right? <laughs> then she went, came. Back. She went to get some shawarma or something. <laughs> Anyway, it was good. It was fun. Kate's the best. Uh, she's great. Haley Stanfield is the best. Well,
2: hopefully <laughs> when they take us into season two, which I don't know if they've officially said it or if it's going to end up being like the Young Avengers somehow. But I, I just hope we get a little bit more answers. Maybe she'll say she went to go buy tickets for Rogers the Musical,
0: Ah, <laughs> That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't she steal them?
2: <laughs> she's, you know, she's on the up and up. Right. All right, let's jump into our little episode recap. Clinton Kate's partnership is tested as they face the consequences of
1: exposing the
2: conspiracy.
1: Well, that's a bit of an understatement. <laughs> yeah. As Marvel fans will no doubt be aware by now, Hawkeye marks the official debut of Wil- Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. Kingpin, in the MCU, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. E- D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. You have to have a slice of pizza before you have it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the actor previously portrayed Fisk in Netflix, sort of MCU at first, but then completely separate, Devil's <laughs> Daredevil series. But one notable omission from that version was Kingpin's comic book weapon, the Diamond Top Cane. The opening... T- I was gonna
0: say, to pronounce Daredevil correctly you have to
1: be a little horny. Yes. <laughs> oh my
0: god. So don't say it correctly, otherwise we'll know.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> the opening shots of Hawkeye's final episode reveal the cane is now returned to Kingpin's side once again. When Derek Bishop died as a casualty of the Battle of New York, Eleanor found herself drowning in her late husband's debt with Wilson Fisk. The only way to pay it off and make a life for her and Kate was to work alongside the man known as Kingpin. Throughout the years, Eleanor has done what Fisk had wanted, including killing Armand and framing her fiancé, Jack. But wow. now this is enough. What a sweetheart.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was a, a bit of a surprise for me.
1: Yes. Kate is home, Eleanor is worried about her safety, and she wants out. Eleanor could have kept this under wraps, but unfortunately, Yelena obtained a video of the meeting, which she sends along to Kate, who is undoubtedly freaking out. That explains uh, the
0: lousy uh, picture that we saw at the end of the previous episode of the meeting.
1: It was just a frozen frame of a video. Not strictly an MCU Easter egg, but a strange quirk that connects Hawkeye to Loki nonetheless. When Tom Hiddleston's God of Mischief first found himself hauled into TVA headquarters, he met another captive who threatened the Time Police with, My dad is on the board of Goldman Sachs. (laughs) One investment bank mention in a superhero franchise is odd enough, but Hawkeye goes for the double when Kingpin complains, The Bishop Woman, she thinks she can quit her job as if she works at Goldman Sachs. Is that just like a big store, like the biggest store or something in New York? Yes, it is.
2: Oh, okay. I mean, because like I'd heard of Goldman Sachs and I thought it was an investing firm actually. But I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird that they keep talking about it. I feel like I was in New York and I don't even remember seeing Goldman Sachs. So,
1: my bad. Simple coincidence, Maybe. But Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs is an investment firm. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's Sachs Fifth
0: Avenue, which is a lot of people on Twitter were like, huh? You know, shopping there? I'm like, no. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. Sachs
0: Fifth Avenue. That
2: That that makes more sense sense why I didn't see it then.
0: You think when the uh, people would know better because the economy, the banking, well, crisis of back to 2008, everyone remembers Goldman Sachs. I thought, guess not. Yeah, that
1: they were done. <laughs> well, that's why I thought maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But Goldman Sachs does share a long association with the Walt Disney no. Company, including an advisory role in the acquisition of Marvel. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay, that's kind of weird. It's like, um, yeah, we're going to help you, but we need to be mentioned in stuff in the future. It's like, what? Uh... <laughs> Vincent changes out of his traditional white and black attire for something a little more Hawaiian. Meeting with Echo and Kazi, Kingpin dons a red shirt underneath his cream suit jacket adorned with a striking white flower design. This look is ripped straight from the front cover of Mark Wald's and James Robinson's 2014 Amazing Spider-Man family business comic. Fisk has taken care of Maya her whole life, especially since her father passed away. He had her father killed.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he he didn't just pass away. You know, that sounds like, oh, he had a heart attack. Yeah, Yeah, No, no.
1: (laughs) Maya knows that and knows she has to do better. But first, she's got to clear her head and ask for a few days off, which Fisk obliges. He signs I love you to her, which she returns a sentiment. However, Fisk is mad that everyone is turning against him (laughs) today. First Eleanor and now Maya? Oh, don't make Fisk mad. <laughs> Looking to cause to correct this problem, Fisk emphasizes, people need to be reminded that this city belongs to me.
2: Can yes. I just say, like, he was half-hearted, like, signing.
1: Yeah, very half
2: I'm like, I mean, obviously, yeah, I love you was correct. But, like, it's it's not like they had the camera on him the whole time. They could have taught him more of the signs well she can
0: read lips and so you can do that get away with a half-hearted signing Mm -hmm. you know the abbreviated signing to make sure you're known
2: yeah but if you're around the person for x amount of years which he's supposedly been around since he was little you'd think you'd have learned more than like (laughs) it, it just i don't know it irks me i mean granted i only can fingerspell and know very few words but it's like I'm not around somebody all the time. I feel like he would have done better. I mean, he's super smart, right? And he's he would have been able to do it. It just looked like he was mumbling when he was signing to me.
0: In New England, everybody knows uh, sign language while they're driving usually consists of a single finger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all over the
2: country. Yes. Especially this time of year when we know snow's going to be hitting the
0: ground. Yeah, yeah, getting there. So, we're going to get on to future partnerships here. One of the posters in Grills' apartment is Dungeons dragons and Dragons. Uh, I almost said Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Every time you see the word dragons. Dragons of Despair. This title is most likely a nod toward the 1984 Dungeons and Dragons campaign. There it is, of the same name. But while D&D and LARPing go together like Kate Bishop in sarcasm, <laughs> the poster design looks separate from its role-playing namesake. Clinton knows that Kingpin is going to react, especially in a big way, to Eleanor ending their business partnership. Yeah, that took balls. Uh, Kate insists that he should go home for Christmas and be with his family, but he objects. Your mess is my mess. He tells her, "Now it's time to get to work." I was a little surprised when he says, "You're my partner." It was just—it just seemed sudden after all that and all that denial. You're my partner. Did you guys? Did that hit you guys in any way?
2: I was a little surprised, but I will say I kind of felt that. It was going to happen because mm-hmm. even if Clint isn't thinking of her as like Natasha, like his true partner, you know, in work, that mm-hmm. if he's like taking her under his wing, so to speak, yeah. that, you know, he, he's not going to let her just be out there and like dangling on a hook as bait.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, he really didn't have much of a choice after the video. And once they find out that, you know, Eleanor basically told Kingpin to shove it, Clint knew that the whole family was in danger now. And he just could not walk away and let Kate try to handle that on her own. Yeah, I would have preferred a little wink and a nod. So let's go, partner,
0: and have her, you know, the face reaction. Or in the middle of a fight, he would say, follow me, partner, and she'd be, yippee. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he said, your mess is my mess. It's time to get to work. And after days of begging, Kate is finally let in on the big secret. Surprise! Clint can make. More arrows. Way too dangerous trick arrows, so the two of them get to work making them. Arrow making scene. (laughs) Yes.
2: I I did like that, but I'm like, where the hell did that lamp come from all of a sudden?
0: Yeah. (laughs) As Atlantis is stuffing an airbag inside an arrow, it may seem, Clint Barton has used this very weapon during his Marvel comic adventures, for example, in 2010's Secret Avengers, to break his fall whilst arguing with Captain America. Yeah, he doesn't have superpowers. You never know when you're going to repel, what's going to happen when you repel down the side of a building. Yeah. Kate is also seen making homemade labels for freeze arrows, and fans of Marvel's Purple Archer may remember these from Avengers Assemble animated TV series. Previously, Hawkeye had disappointed Kate Bishop that trick arrows were a thing of the past, and with Tony Stark, the Avengers main benefactor and weapons engineer, sadly deceased, it was easy to understand why. I just figured Pepper would be in charge of it and just. You know, hand it over to Jeeves or something like that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Turns out Clint was lying just a little bit and actually carries a case full of stark branded arrowheads, keeping Robert Downey Jr. ingrained within the MCU. I'll be back. As they work, it comes out that Kate actually saw Clint fight in the Battle of New York all those years ago and saw him fighting aliens with a stick and a string. It's one way of putting it.
2: <laughs> it <laughs> like, like, nothing. Oh, nothing like degrading. Thank you. Bring, bring ah. me down to nothing.
0: I know, stick in a string. It was enough to inspire Kate to want to be better, make a better herself, and then to do that, she didn't have to be scared. Oh,
3: How
2: sweet.
0: Yeah.
3: But
2: we're going to head over to a holiday party, because what better thing to have in the middle of some big bad moment than a holiday party? Hawkeye Season 1's finale sees Clint Barton and Kate Bishop dress in their finest ballroom regalia. Regalia? I can't say that word.
3: Yeah. Okay, regalia.
2: <laughs> and infiltrate a fancy gala undercover, looking to investigate and protect Kate's mother, following her involvement with Kingpin. Yeah, they looked pretty good. I want to know where the heck Clint got that suit. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess one of the LARPers it's the only thing I can think of. That was my guess. The entire setup, like much of Disney's Hawkeye show, is directly inspired from Matt Fraction's 2012 Marvel comic run. That's right. If you're actually listening to us, I'm guessing that you liked that, and you're not one of these people screaming, We don't need a girl, Hawkeye. It's woke. Shut up. This has been going on
0: for a long time. Cheese and rice. Wow, if I hear one more woke comment, I'm going to
3: spit. Uh,
0: woke. Woke.
2: Means I, I read the thing about, I, I know, side note, guys, read about She-Hulk, that people were ticked, and somebody had to be like, She's been around for like 42 years, all right? Uh, This isn't new. Stop. Yeah, people go over the top. That's the toxic fandom, which I'm sure is not listening to us. But for the rest of the fandom, we love you guys. And thank (laughs) you for uh, not only listening to us, but, you know, actually following along with both the shows and the comics. Anyway, back to the show. In that story, the Archer Amigos crash a hotel open – Wearings, <laughs> I can't even talk. In that show, the Archer Amigos crash a hotel opening wearing similarly glamorous attire. I kind of thought we were going to see Kate with a really big slit in her dress too. It's like, but, what? You know, <laughs> makes more sense that we didn't see that because
0: of what she was wearing underneath. Yeah, starting to sound like me. Where's that slit? <laughs>
2: <laughs> though their target was completely different back then one of several marvel villains among the comic attendees was dun 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 kingpin dressed to the nines and flanked by an abundance of christmas decorations Clinton and kate scope out the bishop security holiday party they've also got additional assets with them which i thought was amazing yes. because when he had her look around okay what's our target what's our assets we find out the LARPers are strategically placed around the venue as Grills, Missy, Windy, and Orville step in as help in both the helping the party and for them later on, which we will get to. And of course, they are going to need it as across the way in another building, Kazi has been instructed to take out Eleanor. Oh, and by the way, Yelena has just arrived. She looked pretty good too. Yep. I was
3: yeah. like,
2: I was like yep. dang. Nice hair. I, you know what? That just makes me jealous because I can't French braid. <laughs> Seeing her mother, Kate pulls her away from the party to confront her about Kingpin. But Eleanor claims to have, quote unquote, everything under control. Now, you know what? That's like a horror movie trope. When somebody says that, you're just like, oh, man, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty much the same thing. I got this under control. No, no, you don't. Jack, newly released from jail, joins the two who are in the middle of a heated argument. Which he, what is he on? Okay. like He's way too happy. All he, is, yeah. is he just on like stuck on stupid? I mean, what is <laughs> he's like, hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, don't change for us, Jack.
2: Right, <laughs> I, As he says, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. Yeah. You think? I think you've missed a lot of things, darling. It's okay, though. You just want to pat him on the shoulder. And be like, oh, just go sit down. Go play with the toys.
3: He Outside.
2: His toy. Yeah. <laughs> He did. He had a so sword. <laughs> Wait, he had a saber, right? Was it yeah. a yeah. saber on him? Outside, Kazi spots Clint through the window and aims and fires. Thankfully, Clint notices the scope light and manages to duck and dodge the bullet, but the damage is done. Jeremy Renner's Clint Barton hasn't typically shared the fashion sense of Marvel comic book Hawkeye. And as Kate Bishop points out, the part of his branding problem. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. I mean, come on. I thought he looked pretty good in the suit, though. Yep, yep. Don't, you know, he can blend in. He doesn't need to be, like, flashy. Determined to land her mentor wider recognition, Kate commissioned the LARPers to make Hawkeye some new gear, which Clint had worn under his tuxedo during the final ba- battle against Kingpin's tracksuit mafia. You know, they got to be super comfy. And, you know, he had layers on. I think it was a little, a little yeah. harder on
0: him. Now we know how Superman (laughs) feels.
2: Though not identical, the new costume bears a strong resemblance to Hawkeye's more modern comic book attire, especially the Fraction series MCU has drawn so much inspiration from. And the Bishop Security Holiday Party doesn't seem so secure as it descends into chaos.
1: No. (laughs) And chaos with with a capital. (laughs) Yeah, shouldn't there be
0: like security... Everywhere, yes. <laughs> private security, everywhere, is it's a security agency. Yep. Oh, um,
2: <laughs> you sweet summer child, that would mess up the storyline.
1: <laughs> That's like the lack of police, but we'll get there. Right. <laughs> Kate spots Yelena in the crowd and follows her to the elevators. Yelena swears she's not there to mess up the party even more. She's just stopping by to kill Clint and go have some appetizers and then go.
2: Oh, my God. She was so, like, nonchalant about that. I'll just have some appetizers, kill Clint, and, you know, I'm gone. What?
1: Kate's not going to let her get away with that easy as she jumps into the elevator at the last second, trying to stop the widow. (laughs) The two start to tussle, and Elena quickly overpowers her. And also reveals Kate's brand new outfit. That was
3: pretty
2: fun. That
1: split the dress right there.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) But that was fun. I'm like, wait, does she got Velcro on this dress? Just zip right out? Because it's not that easy to rip a seam. I will tell you, because I've been sewing like crazy this this winter.
0: Yes.
1: Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the elevator scene between those two were, that was just amazing. Yeah. Two kids fighting. Yes. (laughs) Yelena slapping at Kate's hand every time she tried to push a different button. (laughs) And then Kate finally gets the best of her and pushes all the buttons. (laughs) So giving chase, Kate follows Yelena through an office at 30 Rock, fighting her as they navigate each office space. Eventually, Kate takes the lead, pleading with Yelena to stop this, and maybe the two can go out and grab a drink. Okay, Yelena agrees, after I kill Barton.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, no, that's not what she's talking about. But um, you're
1: pretty focused on your mission. I get it. Yep. As the two continue to fight, Yelena can't help but compliment Kate on her form and how she did a really cool body throw at one point. (laughs) Stop making me like you, Kate cries before Yelena says (laughs) her goodbyes and jumps out a nearby window. Sliding down the building, Yelena takes aim at Clint but misses. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that, just, no. Yeah. How hard could it be to jump out a window? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, qu- Kate climbs up onto the sill and makes the bold decision to follow Yelena down to the ground that way, just in time to see the tracksuits arrive.
2: Did anybody have that stomach-dropping moment when you had that point of view oh, for Kate? Oh, hell yes. I was like,
3: wow. oh, God. How I big is TV? it
1: TV? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thought Jack would take after his comic book counterpart and become the antagonist known as the Swordsman and Hawkeye. But turns out he was just a well meaning stepdad trying to impress the bishops while harboring an innocent love of fencing. Yeah, I won't go that far.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have have a a, if we have more happening, he's going to be more than just, yeah, the innocent stepdad.
1: Yes. Regardless, Hawkeye does allow Jack one brief moment as Marvel's swordman helping Kate dispatch some hapless members of the tracksuit mafia. Luckily, he packed a saber alongside his invitation phone and keys.
2: I did like that when he's fighting, because, again, he's just, like, so happy. He's just so yes, air-headed. He's like
0: enjoying every minute of it. <laughs> It's pretty consistent. A lot of people complain like "You, what do you on acid or something? Like, no. <laughs> just a happy guy. You gets thrown in jail. Well, now I'm out. Yep. I could I could make a joke about wearing your sword on the outside, but I don't think I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still inside the building, Clint is greeted by the tracksuits who ch- charge upon him, but Clint's ready for this. Every Avenger had a signature move, and Hawkeye is perhaps best known for his aforementioned leap-and-turn arrow shots. I've been practicing that uh, all <laughs> the winter, yeah.
2: You gotta I, stretch out, yeah. <sighs> yeah. You wonderful. know, nothing helps. <laughs> <And if>
0: everything <laughs> nothing helps, everything hurts. We have glimpsed that maneuver several times during Clint Barton's Disney Plus adventure, but in episode six, he whips out another familiar trick, the blow... The blow flick. Oh, the blow flick. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a typo? nope it was a it was a mindo I can't read yes. <laughs> Well maybe it was uh, uh, what, what would Freud say? Yeah. let's change that to the bow flick although some of you might like blow flick. I don't know holding a folded bow, a single swoosh of the wrist. Yeah, see that? A single swoosh of the wrist pops his weapon open and ready to use. I, th- I have to appreciate you gave me all these lines, Steve. It's right up this my alley. This is eye. what he planned out. <laughs> Jeremy Ritter has deployed the same move in The Avengers and throughout the MCU, and that's why he's my uh, hero. Yep. He <laughs> really around the room quickly, taking a groove of them out, but not Kazi. This is going to be fun. At least he didn't cock his fist Right. Like, uh, you know, oh, oh, that would have been awesome. Like, oh, you copied him. Kazi tells the archer before the two star trading punches back and forth. While Kazi can hold his own against Clint, he's no match for the Avenger. You were right, Kazi. That was fun. Clint tells him. Oh, that was awesome.
2: I love that little sarcastic moment. <laughs> Kazi's <laughs> taking a
0: beating. Everybody's got their uh, bruises and cuts, but Kazi seems to have an interesting collection yes. across his face. <laughs> With that, more tracksuits arrive, chasing Clint through the rest of the floor. And with nowhere else to go, he jumps out the window naturally and right into the Rockefeller Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> and we get that little owl, and you kind of go, "That's so cute." I know. Wow.
2: Okay. Yeah, and I was trying to analyze. Like, who's the owl supposed to represent? Who are we going to see next? Yeah, because no what are you
0: doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Crossover. there are there are some things our characters I want to see again. Jack. LARPers and the owl. Yeah. <laughs> With the two properly placed arrows and a soft timber Kate sends the tree <laughs> careening down onto the ice skating rink below, which is awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it <laughs> Yeah, hey, Love, it. don't say it. Don't talk to me. She's like, okay. <laughs> timber Clint kind of goes
2: No. And I'm just like, oh, well, I guess i will be able to ice
0: his wounds because that's
2: not going to be a soft landing.
0: <laughs> no, he's going to want to lie there for a while.
2: Yeah. It's like, yeah, give me a minute. Hold on. Down on the ice, Kate is quickly able to create enough of a diversion to get her and Clint to safety. But the only way off the ice is up a set of stairs, which is now populated with dozens of tracksuits. Now, again, having been in New York. Not being in that area, I wonder if that is really the only way off the ice.
0: What's the trick arrows for with a line on it, right? Yeah, absolutely. See, he didn't pack enough, apparently. Yeah.
2: Seeing no other option, Clint decides it's time and stuffs a bunch of trick arrows into Kate's holster. Ooh. He seemed way too excited about yes. this, is all I'm She's like, oh, Really? And I was like, Oh, God, this is going to be bad. The only way to get out of this is to work together. And as arrows fly through the air, Clint and Kate manage to subdue every single bro coming at them on the ice. When one of their moving vans starts careening towards the ice, Kate unknowingly grabs a Pim arrow and sends it flying, shrinking the vehicle down to size. <laughs> She innocently asked, what happens now? Because she sounded really concerned, but Clint can only shrug. And then we get, I'll have to ask Scott about that. He says, but an owl that we've seen up in the tree then swoops in and carries the little vehicle off. And little tracksuit mafia bros inside as we hear, "Oh!"
3: <laughs>
2: I thought that was hilarious that you got to hear the little tiny voices. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, I'm kind of sick, because that thing's going to kill him.
0: <laughs> don't they eventually it, re-enlarge anyway? I it's, don't, not,
2: it's not no. permanent, is it? No, because if you remember back to Ant-Man, uh, he had- Hank had that tank on his key ring for who knows how long. They have to like activate it to right. make
3: them okay.
2: But I'm thinking Hawkeye doesn't have that you know particle to make them big again. In episode three, Clint fired a PIM branded trick arrow that caused Kate's regular arrow to go supersize. In episode six, Kate gets a turn, this time using the PIM arrow to shrink an oncoming trust bro van. That's still the best moving company. Yes. <laughs> they may not do anything, but, you know, love the name. Yeah. In an amazing example of attention to detail, the PIM logo on episode three's arrow was blue, whereas in episode six, it's red. This corresponds to the pin particle disc Ant-Man throws in the MCU, the blue ones make stuff bigger, and the red ones
1: make them smaller. They always take their notes. Yep.
2: Yeah. Somebody's paying attention.
1: Yep. They are. Back in her apartment, Maya makes the decision to flee and starts packing a bag to leave New York City. Seeing a picture of her, her father, and Kazi together, Maya has a change of heart and decides to go find Kazi. Finding him outside on the plaza, she begs him to leave with her, and the two can walk away from this life together. Kazi knows he can't leave, and he can't leave her either. Don't you understand? This is my life, Kazi cries at her. It was never supposed to be yours. The two battle, and Kazi is prepared to stab Maya with one of the nearby arrows, but she's faster than him as she plunges it into his stomach as he collapses on the ground. Leave Maya. He's coming for you, Kazi says, alluding to Kingpin.
2: Um, I would like to know how she found him because, I mean, it's not like New York is a teeny tiny little place.
0: <laughs> well, certainly Elena disappeared in it. Yes,
2: <laughs> she fell out a window. Okay, give her a minute. She, she fell out a
0: window. She ran down a building. Yes, <laughs> into a tea she was house,
3: a bathroom.
0: God. <laughs> Should have showed her in a souvenir stand buying something for the kids or something. Oh my god, that would have been hilarious. You know, it's pretty obvious that Maya and Kazi do have an affection for her, but, uh, so it did, it bothered me when he says, this was never supposed to be yours. Right. You know, why not? They well, practically grew up together, and, and lends credence that he killed um, Maya's oh, father. Absolutely. But it's still confusing who really did. He it, it, it led to believe it was Hawkeye, even though he never showed his face, and at one point, Clint said he was there. Right. Pretty sure, but outside. yeah, outside I guess. Yeah. So why didn't intervene? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Questions, right? I mean, they pay attention to everything, but it's still a little bit of a head scratcher. I'm not complaining, but still a little bit. of head Well, scratch.
2: I said they start peppering in things that you're like, wait a second, but what about
3: this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, but and, and at the end, you know, uh, he says, "Leave Maya. He's come here because he, he has affection for her. So come on, man, work together." And uh, and uh, Maya's awfully. Uh forgiving. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, come run with me. I know the truth now. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird, but I anyway, mean mm. what are you gonna do? She loves him. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Despite his bruised up face. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of awesome faces, Kingpin meanwhile has his sights set on the bishop women. So Eleanor tries to flee the scene and finds Kate along the way. Everyone runs into each other in New York, right?
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) She's stopped by Fisk, who literally rips the door off the car. That's pretty consistent with uh, his strength in the comics.
2: But not how we've seen him previously. That's why I'm like, what? What's going on?
0: You mean in the Daredevil series? Yeah. Uh, In the comics, he's pretty strong. And by the way, before we get there, in the Daredevil series, he usually wore body armor. He looks a lot
2: question. bigger too in this. Like he suddenly expanded.
0: <laughs> oh, who he, he makes the fourth guy want to see come back, please? Anyway, we'll get there too. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to pull Eleanor out of the vehicle, but is stopped by Kate who shoots him point blank in the chest. Point blank in the chest with an arrow. He barely flinches.
3: Yeah. What? What was that?
0: No, I, I say body armor too. Yeah. Body you wore a daredevil. Yeah. Still, yeah, he, he's got to be the most thick-skinned guy in New York City, too.
1: <laughs> Didn't see a lot Eleanor, of blood dripping off that arrow as he pulled it out. No, yeah,
0: no stains on that white jacket. No. <laughs> Elder managed to make it into the driver's seat of the car and Rams Fisk, sending him flying into a nearby toy store, of course. Kate follows him inside, determined to stop him from getting away. Kate is clearly in over her head against Kingpin, who managed to deflect every punch. And blow, she sends his way. But Kate's faster than him. and has recently learned a few tricks. Though Fist snaps her arrows in half, bastard. Kate <laughs> the kingpin by using Hawkeye's coin trick to ignite an incendiary arrow directly under the villain's feet. Rather than a Christmas decoration or a loose change, however, she flings one of Wilson fist cufflinks, because he's obsessed with cufflinks, believe me, stolen from her sleeve during the the scrap.
2: I thought that was an interesting little moment. Because when she jumps, I'm like, why is she going for his arms? Right. (laughs) And then when we see that, I'm like, oh, nice.
0: (laughs) What was that movie where uh, the bad guys like got, oh, I know, full of grenades or whatever. Oh, I know the movie. Uh, Raising Arizona. And you can see uh, he's got grenades all over him. And then our, our good guy who's fully beaten up, he's got... Pin. (laughs) What, in his teeth or something like that? Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Uh, In Daredevil, Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin wore these cufflinks as a reminder of his late father, and it is surely no coincidence that they play such a pivotal role in Hawkeye's downfall. In his Hawkeye downfall. Also note how Kingpin collapses surrounded by stuffed toy sharks and nods toward his gangster career path. He's down. For now. Back outside. Kate checks. On her mother, who promises that things are going back to normal now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Everything's better. Son will come up tomorrow. I can't, can't believe her mother's talking like this, reminding her that it was never normal for them. As the cops approach, finally, Eleanor asks, What kind of hero has her mother arrested on Christmas? Love you, Mom. <laughs> Kate says, Eleanor is taken away.
2: <laughs> I was a little surprised. I will tell you, I was surprised that she had her mom arrested, but. I'm like, well, if she wants to be a hero and an Avenger, that's what they gotta do. Make yeah. those hard choices. Yeah,
0: please, what is normal?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't never yeah. anything
0: normal. <laughs> yeah. So
2: maybe maybe that's why. She's like, you know what? I don't know what normal is anyway, so yep. here we are. Meanwhile...
3: <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> at the Legion of Doom,
2: uh, this whole time, Clinton has been fighting off Yelena on the ice. Yelena's mission is still to kill Barton, but She's coming very close to doing it with each kick and punch, but I feel like she was dragging it out a bit. I mean, he's pretty beat up, and she's still like, all right, let me take out these last two tracksuit guys, and then I'll take him out myself. Maybe she just wanted to get him a little tenderized. That's why she disappeared oh, for a while,
3: Dave. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the two battle back and forth across the rink, with Clint sometimes getting the upper hand and other times Lena. All through it, Clint tries to reason with the Black Widow and explain that he didn't kill Natasha, and he misses her too. I feel like he wasn't trying as hard, maybe, because he wanted her to understand, and he didn't really want it to hurt her.
1: Right, yeah, he was definitely pulling punches and kicks. They were not full force for Clint, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, it had a very, uh, what was it, Civil War moment when Natasha's like, are you? Cooling punches.
3: Yes. yeah,
2: It's only when Yelena draws her gun to finish the job and completely defeated Clint makes a familiar whistling sound. In 2021's Black Widow movie, we had that sound explored, the sisterly bond between Natasha Romanoff and Yelena Belova. Growing up together, the pair developed a signature call and response whistle, and Hawkeye uses this comforting tune to stop Yelena from killing him. Yeah, it stopped her pretty quick. Yes. He could have just said, Save Martha. But, you know, whatever. Um, Clint Barton's (laughs) knowledge of the whistle proves how close he and Natasha must have been, forcing his assassin to back down in a flood of tears. Yelena, of course, immediately recognizes it and asked Clint how he knows that. She talked about you all the time, Clint tells her. That never changed. She loved you and always wanted you safe. Yeah, that was probably like the last straw for Yelena. Yep. Because through tears, she tries to reason that she could have stopped Natasha from the choices she made on Voromir, but Clint reminds her that it would have been no use. Natasha was the best out of all of them, and she made her choice. I kind of feel like you said, she did it for you. That might have stopped something too, yeah. but but that would have kind of been pandering, which I get. I loved her so much, Lena says. Me too, Clint responds, which I was like, oh, that's sweet. Extending her hand, Yelena then helps Clint up as she disappears from New York City. Now I half expected her to like help him up and punch him at the same time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like and then just turn and walk away or something. Right. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of wondering, since she has not completed this mission, although she was hired by Eleanor, that she's gonna go back and have a talk with a certain countess that has twelve thousand names that I can yes. never remember. <laughs>
1: Roseanne, Rosanadonna.
2: <laughs> One I'm wondering if she's going to go back and be like, you lied to me. and
1: This could get really ugly really fast. Yeah. Kingpin, surviving Kate's two dangerous arrows, manages to walk away from the toy store and moves away from the plaza, only to be greeted by Maya down a side street. He plays it off like he's happy to see her since she's family, after all, and sometimes family doesn't see eye to eye. Oh, really? <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I may father.
3: not get
2: along with family. I'm not trying to kill him.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: Just throwing that out
1: there. Maya's not buying it. She sho- slowly lifts her gun as a shot rings out in the alley. Nobody, no dead. <laughs> yeah.
2: All we've seen was that flash because they pull away. Yep, absolutely. And I was like, oh, my God, she shot him. And I will tell you, Jason right away is like, are you sure she shot him? I'm like, oh.
3: <gasps>
1: What? Yeah. <laughs> after Hawkeye told Echo that Kingpin was the man responsible for her father's death, she encounters a wounded Fisk in a darkened alley, seemingly shooting him in the face off screen. The gunpoint confrontation is a direct parallel of Echo and Kingpin's comic dispute from David Mack and David Ross's 1998 Daredevil number 15. The scene plays out nearly identically with Maya holding Kingpin at gunpoint after learning he ordered her father's murder, then pulling Trigger off panel.
2: I, I'd like to ask how he snuck away. He's not a small guy. No.
0: <laughs> he's in, he's in the back see. alleys. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm like, how did nobody see him? That doesn't make any sense.
0: One person found him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and again, how the hell did she find him?
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought it was ironic. Uh, I thought it was ironic when... Uh, he said family doesn't see eye to eye, knowing that in a few sh- four, uh, short seconds that he, he's going to be blinded like he was in the comics, at least. Right. And it's also ironic that his, his greatest foe, Daredevil, is blind.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I knew yeah. about Daredevil, but I didn't know he was blinded in the
0: comic. It's Kingpin, that is. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. That's a good one, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in the back of an ambulance, Clint is impressed that Kate battled Kingpin and was able to walk away. He tells her that every once in a while, you come across somebody who makes you better, obviously talking about Missy, and the way she stitches new conch. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, it was a placeful jab at Kate, who knows the truth. Thank you, she says. Somehow, the two heroes have made it to Christmas and Clint has finally made it home. Yay! (laughs) As many predicted, Hawkeye concludes with Kate Bishop joining the Bartons for Christmas at their family ranch. This location has appeared previously in Avengers Age of Ultron, where Clint's friends where War needed refuge and during the opening sequence of Avengers Endgame when the uh, farm suddenly became a lot less crowded yeah. unpacking the car full of presents he finds he brings them inside to his family who was excited waiting for him and he's brought along two strays Kate and Pizza Dog <laughs> cleared the most important MCU cast edition in Hawkeye is Pizza Dog to comic book fans no, a canine better as Lucky, which she refers to him as
2: eventually. I completely agree that he was the most important member
0: of this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he better be back, too. Oh, yeah. Until now, Hawkeye has avoided uh, giving the characters his full and proper title with Kate sticking to Pizza Dog despite multiple attempts to come up with something better. When she and Clint arrive at the Barton house on Christmas Day, though, Hawkeye finally christens their new pet Lucky. Clint's kids are thrilled to see him, and Laura's pretty happy, too. (laughs) I'm so bad. I got an arrow. I saved one arrow for you, honey. (laughs) Uh, uh, One of the many presents he's got is his black market watch that was taken from uh, the Avengers compound, which he hands over to his wife. You should take better care of your stuff, he teases. Laura turns her watch over to reveal the sheet, and... Shield insignia and in Agent 19 and gray below it. The so mystery watch Clint Barton is desperately trying to reclaim from Echo invited much speculation, but Hawkeye Finale reveals the truth. The watch belonged to Clint's wife, Laura Barton, and is decorated with Shield's logo and alongside the number 19. This history confirms Laura Barton was actually Shield's Agent 19, otherwise known as Mockingbird. Clint married his fellow superhero in Marvel's comic books and Though so that character was called Bobby Morse, we can now safely assume Laura is her cover. Why not? Nah, not buying that. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. I wonder how they gain access to find out whose watches who.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> my canon on this is, yeah, Laura was Mockingbird until she got pregnant and had to retire, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Bobby Morse took over the, the moniker. Why not? Yep. <laughs>
0: So, exactly what this means for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s Mockingbird, we'll probably never know, but I like Steve's thinking. Outside, Clint decides to build a little fire and drops a rona seed into it. <clears throat> Should I say a few words? Kate jokes, but she actually got a few words for him. Trying to come up with a superhero name is hard. Just act Dr. Strange. It was easy for him. <laughs> Kate tries Lady Hawk on preside, but quickly gets shot down by Clint. Amusingly, Lady Hawkeye was the moniker Kate briefly went by when she and Clint both were active in the Marvel comics. <laughs> Hawkeye ends with a runner's line, I have an idea, and this is almost certainly intended to imply Kate will inherit Hawkeye's mantle fully, just as she does in the comics. Kind of a lingering shot from an archery target is a wholly appropriate way to bow out, but this is no ordinary practice board. Hawkeye's closing shot, musical post-credits included, excluded, shows that uh, Clint Barton was using to teach his daughter archery when she disappeared in Avengers Endgame usually indicating how burning a, ro- a Ronin costume has finally laid those painful memories to rest. Yes, mm-hmm. closure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I have a question about that. How, if the Ronin suit didn't burn in the freaking apartment fire, yeah. is a simple barbecue <laughs> grill going to cause it to burn up? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he had to fold it correctly.
2: Oh, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah. Or I just, he had to yeah, put grills some lighter
3: fluid it. on it?
1: Yeah, grills got to the costume before it caught fire.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's ironic.
1: Then they burned it on a grill. I get
0: it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So I think we need to take a moment about the credit scene.
1: That we got. (laughs) The full version of Rogers the Musical. Wow.
2: (laughs) Now, I know a lot of people were like, what the hell is this? (laughs) I sat through it because I'm like, okay, they're going to – because they kept focusing on certain people in the crowd. Right. And one was actually a composer of a lot of actual Broadway musicals, the one who was, like, leading the band, the orchestra leader. But I was so looking really hard, even in the slightly blurred people, to see if Yelena was there. Because you know, that would totally be something Yelena would go see.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Because, and she would just be the whole time like, ugh, posers. (laughs) You know, but... (laughs) I was expecting her to be there. You didn't see it. Or, and this is funny because there's like a little cartoon meme going around. See Bucky and Sam there.
1: Right. (laughs) Yes.
2: I love that. That that cracks me up. But it's like, okay, you gave us this whole thing. You have a lot of people who are actually Broadway actors who did it, which as cheesy as it was, of course, they're fantastic. But it
0: was super cheesy.
2: (laughs) But like, what? I was expecting some easter egg for what's coming. Were you right. guys expecting the same?
0: Yep. Just hoping. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> the fingers So that's crossed. why I sat through the whole thing and I'm like, okay, there's going to be something. There's there's something even at the very end or you just see one of them there and like shaking their head and walk out or something. Right. But nothing. And I know a lot of people were just like, what the
3: hell? Yeah. Just, yeah you're I just messing starting. with us now. Yes.
1: Yeah, I was hoping for kind of what we got at the end of Mandalorian Season 2 that, you know, kind of kicks off another series. Right. Mm -hmm. Nope, we get the full version of the musical.
2: (laughs) Which I'm still wondering. I mean, we don't know, because they haven't said anything about Season 2. Nope. We haven't officially gotten Young Avengers, right? Nope. Even though we know it's coming, but we don't know how it's going to play out, I believe. Yep. It's like, tie tie this into something for me, please.
0: <laughs> You're spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, new
2: Avengers. I don't know, like, give me Professor X in the, the audience or something so we know that the mutants are coming. I need something. It's just frustrating. I wanted
3: just a little, I don't know, something. Right. Grr. Don't
0: worry. Isn't there like five, five more properties coming your way? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh. There's so many. Yep. So many. Well, any last thoughts on the season one finale? When I was watching that uh, post credit scene,
0: my wife shouted from the next room, what are you watching? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: exactly. Sorry, Did it's my job.
2: reply with, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I gave her a quick explanation and said, hey, it's my job. I got to watch this stuff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I will tell you, my husband and I looked at each other like, is, is this what this is? We're, we're just getting that whole moment. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> well, Although, like I said, super cheesy. I think the actors probably got
1: a kick out of it just being oh, so cheesy. Yeah, absolutely. They when they saw it, I'm sure they had a great laugh.
0: <laughs> All those people on the show got credit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you feel like any of those guys are like, oh, that was kind of cringy, but eh, especially uh, the guy playing (laughs) Captain America?
0: I'm sure they've done cringier. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season and beyond. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback, be it email or audio, to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps
0: other fans of the show find us. There's plenty of other Marvel podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and I hope you enjoy our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcast coming to a listening device near you.
2: <laughs> We're not going to be on Broadway, though, just so you know. Uh, not- oh, <laughs> why? I mean, I don't know. Dave practicing his songs, so you never know. Yep. But you could check It is jump and turn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Someday without a mattress. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But you can check us out at www.fangirlzone.com. You can see all the podcasts there. We have so many and so many awesome ones that are coming. You know, more that will be on Marvel, like She-Hulk coming soon. And... well somebody's super excited oh, yeah. and of course over at another one that you might enjoy mudhorn Glencast, we have book of boba fett dropping soon so for this episode of the marvelous post flip podcast this
1: is steve i want you to take better care of your stuff
2: this is sean fangirl s and don't forget to walk the dog
0: and this is mischievous dave hey elena want to watch me snap open my baton
2: there is nothing wrong with your internet do not attempt to adjust your settings we are controlling the podcast we control the squealing and the screams we can make your heart flutter your eyes blur from tears or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone.